I see us as an expert that can share with them. And they all have their own areas of expertise and their own like incredible stories and bringing it all together in, in one platform. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo and Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa. We don't judge. And settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Real quick before we get into it. We just have to let you know about something we've been working really hard on. Next year, in 2023, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We've officially opened the applications to join our 2023 Marketing Mastermind. This is a year-long program for multi-passionate business owners who are ready to grow their business in a big way with the help of two in-house CMOs. That's us. This program is a mix of strategy, coaching, mastermind, community, and done-for-you services all in one. Yes, we said done-for-you. Oh, and there's also a fun lakeside summer retreat included. So in summary, we've got your organic strategy covered for 2023 so you can relax, literally. If this sounds like something you need, then go ahead and pop on over to duocollective.com and click on mastermind to read more. Better yet, pop into our DMs with questions. The applications are open now until November 15th, and there's only 10 spaces available. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 39, and today we are chatting with Xanthi from Osierra. Before we even hit record, we were so giddy because our chat was all about building and finding community in this entrepreneurial world, which we all know can get a little bit lonely, and we are even in a partnership. We chatted in depth about Osiera's own community membership, The Table, while also digging into why and if a community like this could work for your business. Whether you want to start your own membership someday, looking to evolve a current community with new engagement, or just here to meet some friends and bounce ideas off of, Xanthi shares it all. So let's go ahead and get started. Hello, Xanthi. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you both so much for hosting me here. Yeah, we were just saying how we've known each other for so long, like through the world of Instagram and how we're finally connecting and meeting face to face. And it's just awesome. I love it. Yes. So special. I'm so excited to get into this with you guys. I know. So how about you tell us a little bit about you and your business, which I should say businesses or multiple facets of your business. Just tell us all of the things that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm Xanthi, Xanthi Appleyard. I'm a communications strategist, content creator, community leader, educator, um, and I'm one half of Osierra. So Osierra is the name of the business which I own with my husband, Frank. And as you named there, very multifaceted brand. Um, the anchors that we've sort of always been able to land in through the business are conversations around radical authenticity in the online space, 
creative living, balanced business, and essentially helping entrepreneurs to attract and grow um, an aligned and loyal community while also embracing a culture of work and play. But in terms of what we actually like do, um, so so we have this the communications agency, Osiera, which is sort of the umbrella brand. And we specialize in strategy and consulting for brand messaging, organic marketing, and content creation. And then we have this sort of creative living element, which we've been tying in over the last couple of years, which is a hospitality brand. So we um, our vision is to have multiple boutique hospitality spaces that are used for sharing, creating, entertaining. Um, and our first property was in Tulum, Mexico. And we're actually right now in the process of selling that property so that we can build out that concept in the US. And then finally, we have a community as well. So we have the, the privilege to lead our own membership community, which is called The Table. And within that uh, platform, we host workshops, events, mentorship, all centered around communications, marketing, and community growth, and ultimately supporting business owners in cultivating a business that feels like pleasure. I love it. Uh, talk about like amazing in terms of brand messaging. I love that you <laughs> immediately, you're just like, okay, here's what we do. And then here's all the ways we do that through things that seems completely unconnected yet totally are all jive in together. And it makes complete <laughs> sense. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're starting to sort of understand those through lines and like really connecting with like, what is the why, what is the driver and how can we create something that has like a lot of different elements or a lot of different points of connection, but really is sending the same message. And I think that's, I mean, that's, that's such a big piece of brand messaging to begin with is just sort of figuring out like, what is that value system and how can we create a business that actually supports that? Right. For sure. We're going to talk a lot about community, but I have a question first that I need to yeah. just understand. So when you first started like diving into hospitality, did you know your why or were you just like, this sounds fun, I'm going to do it. And then let's back into the why of how this all wraps together. I think it's like a combination of both. Like both Frank and I came from a background of being very ingrained in our local community and through the hospitality space as well. So like even just where we where we came from, like our hometown has a really thriving hospitality scene or it did at the time that we were sort of coming up in business. And so we really um, had the, the benefit of knowing a lot of people, connecting with a lot of people. And it wasn't until we actually like left our community and moved away that we really realized like, oh, like this was really driving us how can we continue to create this everywhere that we go um, and online as well you know all these sort of initiatives and things that we had done that were really effective we were like realizing oh this is it because of the people it's because of everyone coming together in the way that we kind of had this knack for rallying people in that way and so it's always been there but I think we didn't really call upon ourselves to articulate it until maybe a little bit more recently. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that like you guys were just kind of ingrained in it. And then once you left it, you realized, oh my gosh, this is something that drove us. This is something that like was passionate to us. And you realized that there was a need for it. So you made, you made something. Exactly. Exactly. Like having that bird's eye view. <laughs> I think we all kind of get in that space where we kind of take some things for granted when they're so um, present. And as soon as you kind of remove yourself from it, you kind of start to realize where what really was the driver or what really was inspiring you and how can you cultivate that more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've been having a lot of conversations lately with people who are just feeling so like, um, defeated by the niche down, like feelings mm -hmm. of like, okay, I do brand strategy and web design and I need to just niche down more. I need to find a more specific audience. Whereas like you, pivoted and you were like, man, we want to do something else yet still do this, which is totally okay. It can all come together like seamlessly. And I imagine like you are a billion times more passionate because you have those multifaceted parts of your business. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just allows you to kind of have room to explore. And that's one thing that we talk about in the branding space a lot is it's like, it's not meant to be something that is rigid. It's not meant to be something that keeps you in a cage. It's meant to be something that can evolve with you. And if you really have a good handle on who you serve and why, it's actually quite simple to find other ways to connect with them, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. For a while there, Abby and I, we were like, what is our niche? Like we need to niche down because that's all that we heard. Right. And then we started working with a, a niche coach actually. And oh, so interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of going through like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And then we were kind of like, and she's like, what about no niche? Like, what if it's just like, you're talking to multi-passionate entrepreneurs or business owners. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like these people that have all these other passions, not just one. So they don't necessarily need need to niche down to just one audience, you know, they can have multiple different audiences for those multiple different passions. And Abby and I were like, light bulb, like, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that, that we, I I was having this conversation recently with somebody um, that we were talking to about like offerings and things like that. And it's like, you know, our belief is more that you can be either one thing to everybody, or you can be everything to one person. So, so it's like you, you, you kind of shift what your perspective is on niching rather than like, oh, I specialize in this type of brand or I specialize in this type of service. But it's like, you do have to sort of know from one perspective or the other, are you really, really clear on your audience? Or are you really, really specific about what you're giving them? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And all, I mean, so much of like what you said there too, is like no understanding just like with your whole heart, what your mission and vision is. It doesn't mean that like, if you have a mission that's keeping you in a cage, then you've got something else that you need to work on for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. So tell us a little bit more about the table and how you kind of got your first vision of building that community. Also, just yeah. quickly say, I love the name, the name, the table. Like yeah. you just feel like Thank you're coming you. together and you're sitting with pe- like like-minded people. It's just genius. Thank you. I love that. It was like one of those really funny things where like, it was literally just like hanging out. And I was like, we had been thinking for months about what to call it. And oh, they sure. were, we had had brainstorming sessions, all these things. And then I was just like, literally hanging out in my kitchen. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what if we call it the table? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, okay, so how did we come up with it? I know, right? It's always the way with naming. So, so, okay. So Frank and I were in our fifth year of business. Actually, we're celebrating like year five as of New Year's Eve. And this, this concept of community has always been a through line. And we started to see that really appearing, as I mentioned, after we left Canada. So we moved outside, we moved away from our hometown in Canada in October, 2020 to Mexico to establish our property there. And once we left, we really recognized how crucial that immediate network had been in like the growth of our business, in us feeling fulfilled, in us being able to connect with people, you know, on a daily basis, even just that feeling of, you know, walking outside and, and seeing a friendly face, recognizing somebody, being able to say hello, you know. Um, and so we really recognized like that we were sort of faced with this reality that this community that we held so close was no longer with our within arm's reach. And so that really sparked this desire to cultivate that feeling of local community on a global scale. And as we started talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, people were in that same space where they really had this drive to travel, be digitally nomadic, you know, move to other communities. But I think without even really realizing what the repercussions of that are from like a perspective of being like loneliness, um, 
feeling like a lack of inspiration and an inability to collaborate in the way that I think so many of us creatively really need. And even for us, we knew that our vision wasn't to stay in one spot. We weren't necessarily planning on establishing ourselves in Tulum for the long haul because we wanted to have these sort of satellite properties and build out this, this greater vision. And we wanted to be able to create these sort of like hubs or opportunities for people to connect wherever they go and kind of wherever we go at the same time too. So it hadn't quite taken its full form at that point. Um, at the same time, we also had been, um, we had this sort of like almost accidental community growth strategy, which was our 30 day challenge. And um, we originally like set forth with this idea of this challenge where we wanted to um, show up on Instagram stories every day with a prompt. And then our community would respond to that prompt in their stories. And the goal was really just to like, let's help everyone get more comfortable on video. It'll be fun. Um, but the result was this like massive shift in our own audience and the reach being expanded on this sort of global scale. So we've now run that challenge several times over the years. And what's always really incredible about it is actually seeing people connect with each other. And we see and hear from people all the time that like they are working with someone from the challenge or they're collaborating with someone from the challenge. And at the same time, like this was planting the seed of like, okay, so these existing communities all over the world are seeking the opportunity to connect and collaborate. And we also serve as like this hub for like shared interests, right? Because it's people who have the same vision for their life as, as we do, or the same sort of ideals as we do in terms of how they want to live, how they want to work. And so we started ideating very different versions of it, whether it would be maybe more travel-based or education-based or retreat-based. And nothing was quite landing. But earlier this year, we finally sort of settled on establishing it in its current iteration. And um, and I was working with a business coach at the time, actually, who, who was like, don't pursue this. It's going to be too much. Like, it's going to be too much on your plate. And I, and to her credit, like, it was not the right time, quote unquote, like with where we were at in our business, we were experiencing a massive pivot in our team, in our offerings. <laughs> but something in me was just like, this is the point. This is what I want to be doing. And I knew that community had been our why. And every single time we got into that situation where we were leading community, whether it was through a challenge, whether it was speaking, you know, through other people's courses, which is something I had been doing at quite a bit at that time, like it really felt like this was the natural next step. And we wanted to create that platform that our people had been craving, that we had been craving. And it's been honestly the most fulfilling decision I ever made. Like, I'm so glad that I went ahead with it. And it just fills me up in so many, so many ways I couldn't have even envisioned. Yeah. I love it. And I also love that you were just like, I know this in my heart is right. And I know you are smart and you're great, but I know I need to do this. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she knows she watches along. She's really happy that I went with it too. Um, And, and I mean, like I said, I totally understand where that perspective was coming from, but I do think that you have to, to a certain degree, really be listening in of like, okay, but what really drives me? And, and I also think you have to be afraid not to fail. Like I was like, at the end of the day, if I start this and it's really way too much, I have the comfort and the confidence that our community will support us with whatever decision we make. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I'm never stopping. This is the best. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we feel we feel that hard right now because we're shifting mm-hmm. big for 2023 and we're like so that whole like feeling of not being afraid to fail. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like it just it is what it is. You yeah. just got to go all in with what yep. drives you, right? It's yep. scary, but it's more it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. Than yeah. That. yeah, it's scary to stay stuck, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what I always say. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I love that part of your story too, where you talked about how like you didn't have it all solidified. Like you were like, we're just going to start in the iteration that we're at right now of what feels right. And we'll change it and evolve it and grow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because anytime you're adding a new piece to your business, you get stuck on the perfection of it. Like it needs to be absolutely perfect before I launch it, before I show the world, before people can join. And it needs to like, everything just needs to be buttoned up. And that's so not true. You can just take the you can start where you're at and evolve as you go. A hundred percent and be have the trust in your community to support you as well. I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. When you are endeavoring on something that's so community driven, like you have to trust them if you want them to trust you. So it's like, let's just do this together. Let's figure this out together. Let's make yeah. it, you know, co-create kind of in that way. Yeah. That stuck out to me when you said that, like trust your community, because I think sometimes we fail to remember that we do have a community behind us because we always think it's just like us two running our business or you and Frank running your business. Totally. Forget sometimes that you have this huge community behind you and they're a part of your business too. And they want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed mm-hmm. yourself. So yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to sidebar for a second. Do you feel like you can ever turn your business brain off since you work with your husband? <laughs> oh my gosh. Question. So funny. No, like absolutely no. Right. Um, but we, we have a kind of a unique situation too, because like we, when we got to, we were only together, not running this business for like four months. So like our entire relationship has been within this business, essentially. Um, we had already been running our business for a year when we got married basically. Right. So it's like, it's, it's so in, ingrained in the way that we connect and communicate with each other and the, the way that we enjoy the world is it's always through that lens of like, what are we creating? But I do think that like, we obviously have boundaries, you know, and I think it's more so communication is the key rather than like saying, oh, we don't talk about work at, at, after a certain time. But just like, if I'm not prepared to have that conversation, I need to articulate that, right? Mm-hmm. And like, but I'm just going to be cooking dinner right now, hun. Like, let's just, you know, <laughs> and being able to sort of communicate those things. But, but no, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I think you don't shut your brain off. I think that's, yeah. that's quite, you know, normal, but I think that you, and even if you are going through it alone, you also have to communicate with yourself. Like, am I prepared to dive into this right now? Or do I need to take a step back? Right. So we do oh, that, absolutely. but we do have a, a bit of a sounding board. Yeah. Do you find that you're chatting together all the time too? Like, I feel like just Abby asking that question and just like in my brain, like do Abby and I only talk about work ever? <laughs> and I think we, I mean, I think we talk about work more so than we talk about like personal life, but I feel like we try to sprinkle in like, how are your kids doing? Or like, how was that event that Mm -hmm. you went to? Or just things like that. But we definitely, it's it's not like, I think when you get to a place where like your work isn't like this, like dreaded thing in your life, it's just, it's no longer, there's, I don't believe in work-life balance. Like, I don't think that's a thing. I think it's all intertwined and it's just like, we can go from having a conversation about my kids and our dogs and uh, like some random weird thing that happened at Target to talking about work within one breath. Like it just happens naturally. Yes. And I love that you said that the work-life balance thing. I say that all the time. It's like, work-life balance is only necessary when work is something that we have to decompress from and we have to hide from when it's something that we can really feel is filling us up. We don't need to have this like perfect, like 50, 50, I can't talk about work. I can talk about work thing. And that's really like, so aligned with what we're talking about through the table. This idea of a business that feels like pleasure is it's like, it's all the same. And for, for Frank and I, especially because we live together, but not only do we live together, we also um, to a degree, every facet of our life is our business because we're also doing the content creation. So we're sharing a lot of behind the scenes. We're sharing our home. We're building homes. We're doing these things where people are so invited in that it's like, we can't expect that 
we just get to like close off. We've invited that. And I think you have to embrace it. And if you're going to be pursuing that and inviting people into that degree, it has to be because you really want that and you really enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Your passion. I think it's so hard to understand when you're in a place where yeah, work is something that's not filling your cup up, but when it's something that you're passionate about, then I think it's pretty easy to understand how they all just it's okay not to shut it off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had the sidebar on that, but no, that was a great I love it. <laughs> so you've been doing the table now for a little while, right? A few, has it been a year, mm-hmm. a few months? We started in April, so not April. quite. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so tell us, has it evolved since you've started? Like, have you had any changes in the community? That's actually such an interesting question. Like, I mean, it has evolved, I would say, in the sense that like, it's actually funny, like, yes and no, like we have a very core group of like founding members who have like come in at the beginning, really stuck it out and really kind of driven the conversations throughout it. And I think that's sort of what we said is like, you always have that core community, like the, the ultimate supporters. Um, but then we've had people come in and out. And what I've actually really enjoyed about it is that like, whenever there is somebody new in the community, then they influence it as well, right? Like I always say the people make the platform, like that's the number one thing you have to remember as you are building out a community right and so it's like we show up and share and support where we can and where we have committed to doing so but when you have a community of engaged inspired you know creative people like it's a mistake not to let their voices be heard too so you'll find so for example like every month we do um a live mentorship call and the communication or the the conversations that are happening within that will shift depending on who's attending, who's been engaged in the table, what's going on in their business. So we have this really unique opportunity to coach people through like all kinds of scenarios in all kinds of different you know moments in their life. But I would say like in terms of the way that that it's been engaged with and the way that we've been moving through it, it actually has felt quite consistent. Um, and it's been yeah, it's been a really I think on our end there's been a lot of learning like learning experiences. But in terms of like how it actually presents and is perceived in the community space. I feel like it's been quite consistent, which is a good thing, right? It's like, again, mm-hmm. building that trust, mm-hmm. building that consistency. Yeah. yeah. That's a really humbling thought too. Like you don't own, like you own the community, but you don't like your, your community members own it and you totally. are just driving based on where they tell you to go. Yes. Yes. And, and for us, it was really important that we make sure that the platform was very collaborative in that way and that people are invited to contribute. So like we take their feedback before we decide on our monthly themes. We, you know, make sure that the platform is like open for them to share their ideas. Like I've heard that there are some communities where, you know, for example, the host can only start conversations, but we don't have that. Like anyone can post at any time. Um, they can share their own resources, you know, and and it just allows them to connect with one another too and share opportunities, share, you know, what's going on with them, ask for support. And yeah, I mean, it would be a mistake, I feel, for us to not allow them to 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 do that because because it just adds so much to it. Like, I don't necessarily see us as an expert that exists beyond them. I see us as an expert that can share with them and they all have their own areas of expertise and their own like incredible stories and bringing it all together in, in one platform. That's the point. It's not, it, we lead because you kind of need a leadership for people to continue to show up and engage, but it's not that we are the end all be all of the conversation, right? That's incredible. I think it allows people to feel like they're kind of a part of the ownership too. You know, they don't feel, and then you don't feel necessarily pinned in a corner where you're like, oh, I kind of want to ask this question or like talk about this topic, but I don't know. Like it feels off or it feels weird. I feel like something like this offers that opportunity for anybody to come and ask or talk about whatever they feel like they need to. And Mm -hmm. I think that's needed 
in today's society, especially after COVID and after everybody locking down. And I think people are just craving this community now and being able to talk to like-minded people. And I think that's so, that's just really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well for us platforming, which I think is perhaps like a bit unique in a community setting, it's like we do have a space that's like specifically dedicated to networking. So if people have an event they want to share, if people have something that they're launching, um, new website, new course, whatever, like that's a space where you can do that. And we'll have people message and be like, is it okay if I share about this thing? I'm like, yes, like that's what that space there's for. We have lots of other spaces where you aren't invited to share things about your business specifically, but we do have that space because we know that like having a, a community where you can trust all the people in it and they kind of fall within that ideal audience member category potentially, or, or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, why not be able to use that? Like, I would never want to shut that off from people. So that's been really cool as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think on that note, I think just like the word, like that's almost your opportunity to network, right? Like networking has such a, and I don't know if it's just because we came from an agency, but it has such just like a yuck, like taste, like it's just something where we're like, Ugh, I don't, I got to go to a networking event. Like well, it just makes she, you feel gross. She doesn't like it as much as I do. I'm <laughs> I I'm like, Abby, there's this event. Let's go do it. Let's go talk to people. Let's go shake hands. Let's go hug. And she's like, oh my gosh. Well, there's a difference between, <laughs> there's difference, difference between an event and a networking event. Like, yeah. there, like I yes. feel like networking, I don't know why, like the second you put that word on it, it feels like weird. Like everyone's going to show up in a business suit and hand out business cards and like, ugh, it's just like, I just don't like it. So like how... How do you think of networking when it comes to like entrepreneurship? Like, I'd love to hear your take on that. And then like how as a no, like especially digital nomads and people who like aren't in a community where they like, there's plenty of people out there who are working in different countries that they don't speak the language. Like, how do you network with other businesses in an online world? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, a few questions in there. I like it. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> I know. So, loaded. That was okay. loaded. I do that all the time. I do, do that your, all the time. Do your best. Like three questions in one breath. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. But I mean, first of all, I mean, I completely resonate with you and that like networking, when you hear it, the instant thought is like, this is going to be so uncomfortable and awkward and everyone is going to hand up business cards and then run away and never talk again. And yeah, I've been to networking events like that as well. Right. <laughs> like we've complete, or you're like, like the dreaded like conference, um, like, right. Like, but, but I think like ultimately the way that we reframe it and the way that you almost have to reframe it in order for it to feel comfortable at, in the, this type of businesses that we all engage with is that what exists at the core of your network is relationships. And so, you know, as folks who work in the organic marketing space, like I'm sure you'll resonate with this too, but language makes such a difference in the way that we relate to things like truly just the words that we use and so we've sort of reframed the way that we even talk about networking so that we could shift the way that we feel about it and also encourage our community to see it in a different light and so when we pivot away from using the word networking towards relationship building it feels warm it feels genuine right mm -hmm. and likewise like if we don't say network because what you think of a network it's like this creepy like web it's <laughs> it's a system of trust that's like the that's the way that we've really kind of reframed it is like your network is just your system of trust it's a group of people who support each other champion each other trust each other and so when we think about that then all of a sudden building your network is really just making a conscious and consistent effort to foster relationships and then you develop your system of trust and your whole perspective changes. So in terms of how to do that, when you're in a space where, I mean, I think ultimately it's funny because to be honest, I think that it's like, let's simplify it and really just think about the basics. It's like going to events does make a big difference. It's a very good way to meet people. 
you know, reaching out on social media, amazing. Like to the degree that's like, I have met people in, so when we were in Tulum, for example, someone who's been like a huge, huge, you know, kind of participant in our life since this moment, literally, I just happened to see her on TikTok, thought her info was interesting, went to her Instagram, noticed that even though she's from um, Michigan, her she happened to be in Tulum and her husband for with her husband at that exact moment. And I was like, whoa, do you want to go for brunch? And so we hung out and now we're like good friends. And so it's like, I think you have to be willing to put yourself out there and also be keeping an eye out for like when the opportunity hits without trying to force it or even like put yourself in situations that aren't going to be comfortable. So on that space of like events, for example, we've just recently moved to LA and I know for a fact, I'm really learning so much about myself in that like, there are specific types of people and types of communities that I really resonate with. And so I'm not going to go to an event that's tailored to somebody different. I'm going to go to the event that's tailored to the people who have shared interests because not because I don't think it's worthwhile to, you know, experience and absorb different perspectives, but because my comfort level is going to be different when I have shared interests, when I have a commonality. So looking out for that sort of thing, especially if you're in a new space and just feeling like, also, you don't have to put the pressure on in the moment, right? Like we, I did a walk club recently. That's like been my big community building initiative. Um, and I, and it, but it's run by an organization and an app that does like restaurant reviews of like all cool trendy spots. So I'm like, obviously these people are going to be aligned. So I go and you connect. Everyone in that situation is awkward. Everyone in that situation also wants to make friends. You don't go to a walk club unless you are like certainly looking to build community, right? Otherwise you just go for a walk with your own friends. So it's nice when you actually think of it that way. It's like, I'm not the only fish out of water here. I'm not the only person who's looking around being like, I don't know anyone. And so as you sort of start to have those conversations and break the ice, it's like, just get their Instagram handle, just get their TikTok. Just, you know, you don't have to set a date for coffee in that moment, but what's the next step? And I think with social Social media, we have the opportunity to literally build our own network in that way. And it's a great way to sort of see and, and engage with somebody on a like almost like a warming up basis without committing. And then maybe after a few weeks of engaging and you really do feel like they're having conversations you want to be a part of, reach out, ask to go for coffee with them. Right. So I, I just hung out with a girl last night who I met from TikTok and it was great, you know. Yeah. So I think putting yourself out there is big and just also being really conscious and like introspective on like what do I want to call in rather than just sort of like spreading and messaging a million people and hoping for the best, like be intentional with it. Yeah. I like the idea of being intentional. I think a lot of people think like, oh, I have to go to this event to make connections, to learn about, or to like, just meet more people and, you know, learn more about their business. And maybe they'll want to learn about mine. And I think we probably fail to forget, like, is this event going to like make me feel cringy? Like, is this worth it for me? Or like, are these going to be like-minded people? I think you don't think about that as much. So I think having that conscious effort to be like, oh, okay, this event is where I'm going to find people that are, they like, they have similar likes that I do and like businesses and whatever it might be. So I think that's super smart. So we can start doing that, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be, see, so like, I love how you're like, oh, a walk club genius like that's not who knows if there's other entrepreneurs there or small business owners there might just be people who like to eat brunch because who doesn't like to eat brunch I like to eat brunch like that's you don't need to go like networking your point of networking is like makes you feel like you're going to a conference you're going somewhere where everyone's in a business attire in a business mindset yeah Whereas like relationship building means you're just making friends because I'm sorry, that's what this whole thing is about, right? Like Mm -hmm. making friends, making connections that could maybe lead to something 
sure, but you don't go into it with the mindset of like, you're going to help me scale my business. You just go into it with a mindset of like, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's exactly right. Like not taking it so literally, right? Like we're not necessarily going to business events, but there's an opportunity all the time to meet people who might, maybe they know someone, maybe not, but it's like, it's really not about keeping score. Like that's Mm -hmm. also a really important Mm -hmm. kind of thing to think about. It's like, it's not about whether you meet someone and you give them an opportunity and they give you an opportunity and then you networked, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, let's build and foster these relationships. And maybe one day down the line, they are starting a business and they think of you. Maybe one day down the line, they hear about somebody who needs somebody who has your, you know, needs your services and they refer, or maybe they're just your friend forever. And that's also awesome. Like Mm -hmm. a relationship should be enough. And then everything else is a bonus, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just find more. I think everyone can do this too. Like find more ways just to be a part of your community without Mm -hmm. the idea of thinking it needs to be related to business. Because at the end of the day, you're running your business. Like you also need to fill up your cup and it doesn't always need to be business related. Like do the things in your community you want to do. And if it helps grow your business, like great. But also it's just fostering those relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. Me too. Okay. So community memberships in general, I feel like are really hot right now. Like a lot of people are talking about them. Like this is the next courses. Like this is the next way to grow your business. Right. I feel like that's all I see. Yep. All the time. Um, so I'd love to know your thoughts since you have a very successful one. I'd love to know from your opinion, do you think this kind of opportunity is available out there for every business? Should everyone consider it? Or are there certain people that this is better suited for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you brought up this question. I think that's very true. Um, I've actually heard people reference their like private communities as like social media that you own. And I truly cannot disagree more. I think that is the wrong way to look at it. Um, when you come into with that mindset, you're really not thinking about the people you're serving. You're just thinking about like, okay, how can I create a space where I can just do things, but I'm getting paid for it basically, right? And so what's really important to remember is that community leadership is as much about holding space as it is about sharing information. And do I think everyone is suited to that? No, right? And I think that if you really think about it, that's not because there's anything innately wrong with those people. It's because it's just not for everyone because it's not easy, right? And I think like, not that everything has to be easy either, but it's more so just like, it's it's a very unique skill set. And it's also a very unique set of like, passion and enjoyment. Not everyone gets fulfillment from that. And I think that you should always be doing things that you're getting fulfillment from, right? So there's a lot of different kinds of memberships and communities as well. And some may be better fit for for some people, depending on like skills, capacities, passions, right? Um, But with any membership, you want to maintain retention, right? So there has to be an element of connection and also celebrating those that you're in the community with. So I would say that leading a community is best suited to people who are really willing to show all the way up for the people in it, right? And it's really not intended to be like a set it and forget it kind of model, or even just like I post when I feel like it kind of model. I think like communities like that do exist. But when you're thinking about it from the perspective of business and what it is that you want to be creating and cultivating, like you have to be maintaining that engagement yourself as well. And so like when it comes to a great membership community, some of the qualities are like engagement, inclusion, belonging. And in order for people to feel that way, you as a leader have to be very self-aware. You have to be non-judgmental. You have to have accountability and you have to be like very clear on your own goals, (laughs) your community's goals, like the goals of the actual people who are in it, and also your capacity, right? Because to create a program that like, or like that people are going to respond to in that way, like you need to be able to show up 
fully without stretching yourself too thin. And that capacity is going to vary. So like, you know, I know people who have started communities where it, they really just, they have one monthly call and that's amazing. And that's the expectation and that's what they can commit to. And that's what the people are down with and it serves them and they advertise it that way. And that's fantastic. Right. We have a bit more of an involved model where we share quite a lot of resources, evergreen workshops, and we have a, a monthly call. It just really depends. Some people I know, for example, like there's, there's memberships where you just receive like an email recipe once a month, right? Like there's so many different ways that you can, uh, that you can endeavor this. And I think if you're really clear in your capacity to a degree, I do think that perhaps there is an option for every single business to have a subscription model but not necessarily a membership model. And I think it's important to recognize the difference, right? Like you can be allowing people to invest in your business on a monthly basis and they get something in return, but that's not necessarily a community. And I think knowing that variance is really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so true. I think, um, I like that you spec- like the difference between the subscription and what you're getting for that compared to an online community. I think that is so important to understand because yeah, you could have one work better for the other. And I think like being that community leader and also just being, being humble enough to like be a part of the community too, like not just be mm-hmm. the leader, but also be a part of it, I think is so important for all of those memberships that, that work. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think people being able to both lead and learn at the same time is really important. I think that speaks to that self-awareness as well, right? Being able to kind of accept that you don't have all the answers and then also being able to call in people who can support whether those are members of the community, whether those are additional guest experts. Like, I think it is, it's very humbling. Absolutely. It's very humbling. And, and your energy becomes very, what's the word? Like your, your, you really start to realize the way that your energy affects people and knowing that you need to be taking care of yourself and showing up in a way that's going to hold the people that are in that space rather than sort of coming and projecting, that's a humbling lesson. And I think one that does take like quite a lot of practice. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it's one that they appreciate so much too, and they see it and they value it and they learn from it. So I think that's just really incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has like engaging is the biggest part, right? Because you need to build that like strong community. Um, how has engaging like on your end, has it been hard? Has it been like a very simple thing because you knew your community in advance and everyone, like you said, you have these founding members that really drive it. Um, I'd love to just learn more about that. I think it's it's interesting, right? Because like the quality of content definitely drives people in. And there are a lot of people who have sent me messages being like, I'm, I'm watching everything, I'm absorbing everything, and they've never commented ever. So it's like nice when you get that feedback and you're like, okay, you're there, like you're, you're watching, you're absorbing, because everybody learns in a different way. So I think it's not fair to expect everybody has to be a loud voice. Um, but I think you also have to give people the opportunity to have a voice. And so what I recognize within our community is that if we're not constantly inquiring, prompting, sending out notes, sending out ideas, in addition to the content, that's just a part of it, then we do risk losing members because we're not simply staying front of mind. That's really the the key is it's like reminding people that you're there because it is an exterior platform. Like they have to go out of their way to engage with it. They have to go out of their way to see what's new. And the more we can be active in it, the more they'll see that things are happening and then the more opportunities they have to engage and it becomes more of a habit. And that's really what you wanna build is you wanna build a community that becomes a part of someone's routine because then they're more likely to stay and they're more likely to engage. And so like what I was saying earlier with regards to responding to our energy, right? Like when we are active, they are as well. Sometimes there'll just be a lull between content for whatever reason. And you can tell it's quiet. Like people need to feel invited to, to engage. And it's really like 
I think being forthcoming about expectations has been really helpful for us. So when we, we do a monthly theme and at the beginning of the month, we always share like, okay, here's what the theme is. Here's why here are the, like the drops basically. So every week we drop a different piece of content and we always share what that is. So then people at the beginning of the month are like excited about it. They know when something's going to be released, they can see and be like, oh, can't wait for this one or whatever. They can plan for it as well. So they can actually be like, okay, next Friday, I know they're dropping this workshop. I'm going to make sure that I watch it before I launch my whatever. Right. Um, and that's been something that's really helpful. And then we also like recently ran our first challenge in the community, which was very, very, interesting experience um having run like public challenges previously um but it was really great for ongoing engagement so people were able to kind of comment every day share if they had actually contributed they had actually like done the thing that they're supposed to do for the challenge um and then we also do have an in-person component which we actually haven't even talked about here today but that i think really establishes the sense of belonging and community when people can meet each other in real life um so we're trying to do as many meetups as we can based on where we are um so we've done some in hamilton we did one in new york and we're going to be doing one in LA soon. Um, so just like allowing people to kind of look and have that foresight of like, okay, soon I'm going to get to meet everybody, or I can plan to maybe travel to meet people and being able to become a part of people's like, I don't know, their life, their experience, their, their, the things that they're looking forward to. I think that's really the key to engagement. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we were fun. just, we were saying before this that we've been meaning to jump inside and we will 100% be jumping inside. Yes, we'll be um, yeah. The value is insane. So I love what you guys are doing. We've loved watching you guys. We've been connected for so many years and it's so fun to watch you guys grow your business. Yes. You're killing it always. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I appreciate that so much. And I feel the same with you guys. Like watching Aww. you evolve is really fun. And I'm so excited to hear what you have cooking for the next year as well. Yes, yes. we are excited too. So <laughs> why don't you tell everyone about the, where they can find the table, how they can connect with you, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you can connect with me anytime on Instagram at Osierra Creative. And that's our handle. And if you're ever like lurking me, please send a DM. Like we've talked about relationships. Like I am such a big fan. Like anytime you follow someone, send them a DM, introduce yourself. So please do that to me. If you find me, um, I would really love to connect. It's always so fun to create those relationships. So my inbox is always open there on Instagram and you can learn more about what we do and the table through our website, which is osierra.ca. Um, that's osierra.ca slash the dash table is the table, but if you just go to it and you click community, you'll see it right there. Um, and then you can reach out to me personally via email anytime, which is xanthi at osierra.ca and check the episode title to find the spelling of that name. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. Uh, yeah. We'll have everything in the show notes so that you can go and click through to all of the stuff. So thank you so exactly. much for being on. Yes. It was thank so you great. so much for hosting me. Thank you so, so much. This is amazing. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.